It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock in iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin'. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another episode of the Opix Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How are we doing this evening? Yep, well, learning how to use my mute button, apparently. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, uh... This is recorded on July 29th, 2021, and this is episode 86. Uh, if you did not check out, if you actually happen to listen to uh, TD and BDAG episode that they dropped on the 28th, um, they were pretty spot on with the collections that were going to be released in Chicago. So uh, if you were listening live or listening before those were released, you, you made a pretty good kill in there. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you do any? Uh, no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did go to Santa Clara, um, for the release today, but we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, this episode is going to be pretty busy. A lot of stuff happened today in the world of Upland in the metaverse. That is Upland. A uh, lot to cover. We'll go ahead and, talk about the Santa Clara release. We have uh, some numbers to share. We also have a couple new chief executives out there. Um, They did drop an update, some features that we've been asking for forever. Uh, There's a, there's a couple events that are starting tomorrow. So we have a, have a lot of stuff to cover this episode. And uh, before we get too far into it, the views, informations, and opinions expressed on the Upix podcast are solely those of myself, and thank me later, and any guests of the podcast, and do not necessarily represent, reflect those of Upland Me, Inc. We're not employed by or provided insider information from the Upland team. All discussions about properties to buy and sell are not financial advice. Please do your own research first. And if your feelings are hurt or you're offended in any way, shape, or form, all our apologies ahead of time were... Uh, two grown ass men with uh middle school humor that uh, play video games. So, Hey, wow. Way, way to talk us up there, buddy. <laughs> to be fair, if you're offended by this, you're likely a middle-aged man who's listening to people talk about playing video games. So balls in your court. That, that is probably pretty factual pretty factual there um all right well now that we've completely killed the momentum immediately at the start of the show what do we got in store for well you already said that can we actually talk about something yeah we can talk about something um somebody might have to have the talk with uh franklin and he wants to understand the birds (laughs) and the bees Uh, so some people i tell you if you want if you want to hit uh franklin up in chat you can uh Tell them about when a man and a woman and all that fun stuff. Oh, boy. We'll let that fun go. Uh, to our favorite, Dap Radar. Look at that. Alien Worlds has knocked off the number one spot in the last 24 hours. <laughs> Crypto Blades. 
and the seven day. Yeah, I have not played Crypto Blades yet. Um, but yeah, Crypto. Uh, can't say that I have either. Yeah. Man, Upland, we're slacking here. You know, Crypto Blades has just uh, just under 450,000 uh, people interacting with their wallet in a seven day period. And Alien Worlds is coming back down to earth. Ha! Funny. And Axie Infinity, they're still. Uh, Doing pretty well. And then Upland sitting fourth at oh, about 94,000 users interacting with their water or wallets each day with their water, water, wallets, whatever. And over the. Yeah. Th- you know what? The, I mean, it's interesting. I, I just see like we're not told anything, but we've been around at least we've been around long enough to like can feel when things are shifting. And I'm telling you right now, something big is coming. And uh, you know what? We were talking a lot about sports wrenches. I honestly think they might team up with, like, one of the mapping softwares, which will make me a little sad. Like, if they teamed up with, um, you know, whoever they get the maps from. What's that site, the open source site with the maps? Yeah, I I forget. I'm but, like, that. it would make sense for them. Land Grid. Thank you, Dr. Nobody. I, it would make sense if they teamed up with them. Uh, they are definitively working on something big, though. Uh, the business application beta has been uh, essentially been put on hold until this big announcement um, is is kind of let out of the bag. There, you know, you talk to any of the developers, the community leads, anybody, it's all very hush-hush um, about what's coming. But it's, I mean, they're ramping up a lot of things behind the scenes, um, and you can just see it. And I, I don't know, I'm kind of excited um, for, you know, what the next couple of months is going to hold for Upland. And, you know, I'll, I think, you know, I felt that Santa Clara was kind of, rushed out you know it kind of took a lot of people by surprise and then especially santa clara and if you look at the size and everything at first i was like hey how's this a tier one city but then when you dive in and do the research and realize it's one of the most expensive uh price per dollar for real world property and uh it's proximity in silicon valley and everything that's done there i I think it's something coming from the tech industry and on the partnership there and that's why they wanted to get get this rolled out now so they can develop a little bit further once this announcement is uh, made. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think cause there's a couple, there's been a couple things. So as a moderator uh, of the, the server, I know that there's been a lot of talk around, you know, upping the community managers and getting, you know, making sure that there's 24 hour and getting the, um, server verified and, and getting it essentially prepped and ramped uh, for what they're expecting is a, a pretty massive influx of players um, surrounding some unknown marketing uh, event that's set to happen later this year. And, so. the, and the interesting thing, somebody posted a link in one of, I don't even know which, I got so many. It, it's amazing how many Upland servers are now out there on Discord. And Oh, yeah. Somebody posted something in one of them that I'm a part of, and it was a bunch of job openings in the Ukraine for Upland. Huh. Interesting. And that's where a lot of their development teams at. 
yeah, yeah. a lot of their programmers but yeah there's there were a lot of uh a lot of positions open and they're like look upland's expanding expecting big things so yeah again we haven't been told anything except that there's something big coming uh, again business betas have been put on hold but assured whatever's coming is going to to really be a beneficial element or enhancement to the the businesses and will fit nicely with uh, that planning they just have had to adjust kind of the roadmap in preparation for this major event uh, we're pretty certain it's a u.s based partnership um, given that there was you know pretty high expectations they were going to go international this year it sounds like this u.s based partnership um, is going to deter them from that uh, they're going to um, probably open up a significant more uh, larger portion of the u.s instead which i mean i don't know how you feel about it a little bit bummed i was looking forward to going overseas but um i think it's you know that's okay i can wait for international travel for now if it's going to mean something else cool yeah i was excited for the overseas aspect of it but if you're starting to develop partnerships sponsorships and getting a starting to open up different portals for cool things to come in absolutely continue to open it up and i know there were some knocks on on chicago being too big and then the way they roll cleveland out and but still i like that availability i i mean it, it was it was kind of back in the day feel when you could just roam around san francisco and mint as you please um and it wasn't just a mad dash for everything yeah right so i I look forward to multiple cities opening at once and making you decide but i'd at least like to see if they do do multiple cities that hey it's two tier one cities or it's two two tier two cities you know i don't want to see a tier one tier three because yeah everybody's going to why not because the majority of people will flock to the tier one with the 25 percent fsa versus the 75 fsa and a tier three well, not if you're FSA. <laughs> well, not if you're FSA, but... Well, I mean, that's going to be... You got... Okay, if they double the population, most of the people are going to be FSA buyers. Right. So you do two tier threes, and I'm fine with it. Oh, uh, uh, sure. And then what if you do two tier threes and tier one? Okay. <laughs> I'm easy. Like, I don't know. I just go, if, if it's just tier threes, there's not enough meat on the bone for the whales. Like Yeah, but then that's the thing. Like, oh, it's so unfair because all the whales can afford tier one and blah, 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 blah. And then. Yeah, that's life. That's, yep. Welcome to the real world. Wait, we're not, we're not communist in this game? No. Oh. Crap. TM wants a tier four city. I thought that's what he bought on the uh, southwest side of Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it is it all of your holdings considered tier four? <laughs> he's got uh he's got a lot of holdings throughout, so he he'll be the, I think he's he's almost at ten thousand properties. Yeah, I think so. He he's gotta be pretty close. Yeah, he was one of the, the two people to hit C E this week, which is huge. Huge congrats on that. Yeah, congratulations, TM, of making chief executive and twice hit chief executive also. So, And twice was just at 60 million up X not that long ago and just kind of skyrocketed. He 
had a nice, they had a nice pickup today. Uh, it was a police station there in uh, Santa Clara, and it was also on El Camino. So it was a uh, 5.28 million UPEX property. So that's a nice little bonus there with a 2.6 multiplier once he added it to his collection. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So some of the other numbers that are out there, I did uh, come across the website. I got to talk to the owner if they want to be publicly recognized on the podcast or if they're still trying to keep it kind of hush-hush. But I did like the information that they provided on this website. So um, if you look at it, they have each city broke down for you and uh, have some... uh, Pretty uh, pretty interesting stats there for everybody. Um, interesting. Yeah. Like in San Francisco, total property sold in the last 24 hours, only 192. I thought that was uh, interesting that the Genesis City was so low. No, that, that tracks. I mean, there's not going to be a lot of transactions there. Like, in all honesty, I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, it's a sold-out city. I mean, what are the other ones? Like, what's New York? Does it have New York? Which part? Manhattan, Brooklyn? Or Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah, so 28. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Manhattan only had 28 sales. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I think... um, like that's a really interesting metric to see the turnover uh, of each. Wow. They even have it broken down. If it's at the, somebody offered list price, if it was an accepted offer, which means that they offered likely lower than list or just a, a blank against one that wasn't up for sale. And then eight for fiat. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's a pretty good volume. I mean, I don't know what you would expect the turnover to be, but I mean, 200 properties, 150, 200 properties a day is pretty good. Yeah, I I guess. I just thought it would be closer to just with it being to the Genesis City and as the floor uh, continues to increase there i just i just figured we'd see around five or six hundred a day but we did we did have a new release oh yeah that's true too yeah um we did have a new release but uh the highest property sold was for uh 540,000 upex the lowest was for 12,780 and then the highest fee it was 99 bucks and the lowest was 13 bucks and right now the floor for San Francisco is sixteen thousand eight hundred upex. Hmm. Very cool. It says that there's four unminted properties. FSA or one FSA. Ooh, how's that happen? Oh, because mm. F- because it wasn't F- FS. No, everybody should be a visitor. Interesting. I mean, yeah, unless there was like. A two-year-old Michael D. out there. <laughs> that is true. Um, Chicago no. Chicago had uh, 1,212 sales today. Now, is that... 871 at list price, wow. 233 accepted offer, 109 for Fiat, and then I guess the others are... Yeah. 
But what about does that Chicago isn't sold out, is it? No. So is that include minting? It doesn't look like it, unless that's the at list price. I feel like that might be. Which is? I feel like that might be there. Don't know. You have to ask the owner. Yeah, but they had a seven hundred thousand dollar sale. Uh, the net worth of Chicago since uh, the minting oh. network. <laughs> Actually, look if, if you look down. Uh, sorry, go if you go. Damn it, dizzy! Your fucking your thing came up. It's blocking me. I can't see it. Uh, they locked in sales data in Chicago, and they had found it to be mixed with five thousand two hundred ninety nine properties newly minted in the last twenty four hours. Oh wow! Hmm. Yeah, this is pretty snazzy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who who's whose site this is? I do. Oh. I do. I'm gonna have some talks because I'm gonna have some talks off of it. So. Yeah. Very cool. And then see your Oakland. Staten Island has 331 sales. Ooh. Fresno has, has had uh, twenty or two hundred and twenty-three properties in the last twenty-four hours. Yeah! Wow, twenty-six for Fiat. Very interesting. Bakersfield has had six hundred and twenty-eight total sales in the last twenty-four hours. <laughs> oh yeah, Tim points out a good point on like. Uh... Oh, where did he get that? Anyway. Out? I must have missed that one. Yeah, way to go. It's literally right there. Chicago Today dash. Tisk, oh. tisk. Yeah. All right. Maybe. The but end. who knows? Because the other parts of it might be automated. It's, yeah. a, it's still an interesting. Yeah. I, I don't Plus, know. the listeners don't know. Be quiet. They can't see the screen. <laughs> and now they're just very confused because they're out of the loop. Yeah, I didn't look that deep into it. <laughs> I mean, I wow. thought it, I thought it was pretty cool with all the information that they had there. No, it so. looks it's interesting for sure. I like the format; it's easy to read. Yeah, so I don't know if they got a if they need some automation help or if they got to pull it manually or what's going on there with their data. All right. Oh wow! What you got on the bucket list. Hey, night. Thanks for that shot, there, Franklin. <laughs> if you are missing all of these little inside jokes, you should be joining us live every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. So, we had the uh, Santa Clara release today. Um, Santa Clara, which of course means a whale's vagina. I thought it meant Santa Claus. Nope. Well, that's what you Oh, okay. There we go. Uh, now, 
they were the Upland team was up front saying, reminding everybody that the pricing is based off of uh, real world values of the properties. So they also said that this was going to be expensive. And if but too stupid, I want the best properties at a cheap price. Why are you doing this to me? It's called Cleveland. Um, <laughs> I, I had to get it out there before somebody else did. I mean, it's called Fresno. Uh, okay, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna do that to Cleveland. Well, if not you, Dizzy would have jumped in there with it, or uh, yeah, Dizzy would have jumped in, or Franklin would have jumped in. So, either way, had to get out ahead of them. Um, but Santa Clara is one of the most expensive areas to buy property in right now in the United States. It gives a good push to New York City, if not higher. And it is the smallest city to be released. It only had seven neighborhoods. That's crazy. Yeah. It's 18 miles, but still only seven neighborhoods. Uh, it wasn't the as smooth as the last as Cleveland and Chicago went and Oakland. Uh, Oakland was okay. Um, this one had a couple of hiccups. The They dropped a bunch. So they did a stress test in the uh, 101 neighborhood. And yeah. then after that went through and everything looked good, they were seeing a couple issues, but they didn't think it was too bad with uh, players being able to claim sends. And then uh, they opened everything else up and people are having a hard time claiming sends. Um, they also had a hard time. Um, just some of the properties you had some issues with interacting uh, with the properties, it would just pull up the address and you'd have to close it out and open it up a couple of times. Uh, but they had a... Well, that doesn't sound too bad. All it, things considered. It wasn't too bad. Um, but I mean, it doesn't sound like the smoothest launch, but I mean, it wasn't Brooklyn. No, it wasn't Brooklyn. No, we're close <laughs> to Brooklyn. But anybody that did participate today, uh, you everybody was awarded point zero five spark and five cents. So nice. if you were in Santa Clara, you got a little bonus there. Well shit, you can inconvenience me for thirty seconds for some spark. Jeez. Now they only had and it was released in uh it was not released in vanilla mode, so all the collections were known already. And the interesting thing here is it only had one rare collection and one ultra-rare collection. And Oh, really? Interesting. And one exclusive collection. Now, if you're scratching your head, which ones are those? Exclusive collections, the orange, rare is the red, and ultra-rare is the yellow. And it has one of the highest uh, ultra-rare collections in the game at 2.91x with a 90,000 UpX reward. And that's to own two properties that are headquarters of prominent semiconductor companies in Santa Clara. Oh. Hmm. Intriguing. Well, it's not that intriguing. You just have to go look at (laughs) lock properties because they haven't unlocked those yet. Oh, okay. So you still have the landmarks and then, but you can do your Google searches for semiconductor companies and yeah. Very cool. Um, so did you buy anything? 
Um, I just bought random stuff. The El Camino uh, collection, that went pretty quick. There are still some pieces out there. Uh, four, five, six, seven, eight million UPEX to purchase. So you could get a real great return on your investment at 2.6x there buying those properties. So if you have some millions of UPEX burning a hole in your pocket for your whales out there, go check those properties out because that will just help your monthly ROI. Nice. And one of the complaints I was seeing once again is people are still associating the chips with the collections themselves. And it's, the chips don't matter if you're not long holding, if you're just property swapping to get the collections and get the chip and get the UPEX bonus, that's one thing. And then to actually hold it, it's a whole different thing. Just because you property swap doesn't devalue the overall value of said collection. Doesn't it though? Well, why wouldn't, why would it? Well, okay, let's take, I don't know, I'll randomly pick one, uh, (laughs) Painted Ladies, just first one that comes to mind. If you have, there's seven properties in Painted Ladies, that means there can only ever be three collection owners at a time. If all three of them decided to never trade it to anyone ever again, that's it. No one else would ever be able to get that chip. And the more players that come, the rarer and more valuable that chip is, which subsequently means the rarer and more valuable those properties are. Because if you sell those properties to somebody, then they have the ability. Now, again, this would essentially go back to devaluing, but they could potentially leverage that to get more of their own chips or, again, just increased value because it's a chip that no one else can get. So... I mean, I feel like the reds, maybe not, but definitely the yellows. I was going to say the painted ladies were actually kind of a bad example since they're landmarks and iconics. and Not really. I mean, again, the collection part of that to me is, I mean, the landmark thing is cool, but the fact that it's, the collection of the painted ladies, which is one of, you know, the rarest yellow collections in the game. I don't know. I think that there's a, there's a certain mystique to that. Yeah. I just never see the tie, but I also don't see the tie of people selling people purchasing collection properties for three, four, five X, six X. Yeah, it's it's a difficult I mean people want to get in on it. They they're the new shiny things. I don't know if they think it's more valuable than others. I I don't know. I also don't necessarily get the appeal. But you know, if you're from that city, I mean there's always going to be an audience uh for those cities, so Yeah. Yeah, I, I was surprised they did announce the Cleveland release uh collections this week. And I was actually uh, surprised that breweries was an ultra rare, or yeah, an ultra rare. Yeah. Which kind of stunk because I was trying to acquire some of the breweries and then that was released and (laughs) (laughs) didn't go too well. 
Yeah. Do I did so did you end up getting any? Did you have any or no? No, because <laughs> it, it was still vanilla and I won't pay more than one point five X for a vanilla and people were still wanting way more than that for the breweries. Oh man. And uh yeah, as TM says to commemorate the culture of alcoholism in Cleveland. Pretty accurate. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. If you're living in Cleveland, probably being drunk is the only way you can handle it. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have the factory of sadness where our uh, where our people play. So, <laughs> oh boy. I mean, the brewery wasn't bad. It's a two point seven six, and you just needed two breweries. So, and there's actually more than people would think. Uh, in Cleveland. Oh yeah, like what? Um, let's see. You got Saucy. You have Platform. You have Great Lakes. You have Southern Tier has a brewery there. They're not really brewed in Cleveland. Uh, you have Masthead. You have um, ooh, Collect Spark. You see Squirrel. <laughs> you have about uh fifteen or twenty different uh different breweries in Cleveland. I didn't count all of them in the collection to see how accurate it was, but yeah, there were plenty to choose from and pe- plenty to select there. Hmm. And then uh, the properties in Santa Clara were pretty expensive. It was a sticker shock for a lot of people, but you know, we were told ahead of time um, twice bought a nice, property it was a police station and it filled the el camino uh, collection and it was like 5.28 million up x and it was right outside the train station i watched uh watched the block explorer come back a couple of times waiting for it to open up to make sure they snagged it i I was interested in it and then until i saw the sticker price and i said i think i'll pass yeah i mean that's to me that's one of the bigger appeals if you're especially if you're a whale or not even necessarily well, a dolphin. You're, if you have a couple million that you're planning on dropping, um, especially if it's to start your your like monthly income, I would definitely be waiting for these new cities. I mean, at this point, we're getting them almost monthly. <laughs> like, wait until the new city comes out and try and get in on a two x plus collection at the highest you can afford to mint. Like that is definitely the way to turn, you know, your UPEX into dividends. Even if you sit on your UPEX for a little bit, like sure you might lose out on like a month or even two months of interest, but ultimately you're way better off holding that UPEX um, until you can mint the properties in a high value collection uh, to be able to achieve that those interest rates. Uh, you know, unless you're buying properties for fun, they are properties that mean something to you or you have a business idea or something that you're trying to pursue. Um, if it's just for interest, I'd say hold it. Wait for the next new city. And that's funny. If you think back to one of our earlier, earliest episodes and you still had a lot of the museums that were, st- were still out there, we're like, yeah, if you come in and spend 13000 or uh, 13 million up X, you'll have this, uh, what did we figure? It was like seven or 800,000 a month that you would earn <laughs> off of the museums. Right. Oh and, man, that was crazy. Yeah. And 
I know Noise came in and swiped some up and Dizzy picked some of the museums up, but now people are coming in and dropping 30,000 just on a property and you're just like, damn. Right. Yeah. It's kind of insane to, to think back to that of like, Oh yeah. You know, just for 13,000. And we were like, ha ha ha, like 13 million. Yeah. Just drop 13, you know, 13 grand on this and get like, I mean, I think there isn't a single one of the whales who wouldn't pay $13,000 for a, uh, a museum's collection at this point. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Like that would be the, the sale of the day. It would be the sale of month. Like that's crazy price to think about. Yeah. But it was such, it, it shows you how far the games evolved since then, because we were in such on, like we're just waiting to see it happen. And it was one of the strategies we were recommending. And, now it would be snapped up in seconds oh yeah it's yeah you're right like uh, and especially now i mean they don't release the ultra rares at all really like they're all for like sales or events or things it seems like yeah right yes and speaking of that there is a ultra rare drop on friday july 30th um the oakland libraries yeah, what do you think of that? So, is this the first time? No, no, no. Because they, they did it. They did it with. Uh, I'm trying to think if they did it with another ultra rare. Um, yeah, they've done it with a. They just did it with some ultra rares where you can register ahead of time. Well, uh, was it okay? I couldn't remember. I kind of like it. I feel like it gives everyone a fair chance. It's like a lottery. Um, it's very much like how Top Shots does it. So I think it's kind of becoming an industry accepted norm of like, you know, you pre-register, you get a random line in queue, and like that's just it. Like that's how it works. You really can't complain. No one's getting an unfair advantage. Everyone has a big window to pre-register for. And then that's it. It is what it is. Like, keep it simple, especially for these ones that, I mean, these ultra rares are very valuable. It's like in Top Shots, if you get to buy one of the legendary packs or you get it on one of the pack sales, it is guaranteed, it, it is essentially guaranteed money. Like, if you get one of these, you could almost certainly flip it for an immediate profit. Well, sorry, Serge is going to correct me on this. After 30 days, because you have to hold it, um, you'll be able, which is actually a valid point. Like, you can't, like, don't, you know, spend the money you were going to pay your rent with. Actually, I like, do that. Your landlord can wait a month. Like, <laughs> we do not give financial advice. I have had my, my electric turned off on me more than once in my life. So, do not. Oh, COVID. I'm just saying. What? What, Los? I said, I said, well, it is COVID. And, you know. Oh, that's true, COVID. Yeah. Actually, I read an interesting thing about the housing market. There's a couple of these uh, deferral bills that are going to be coming up towards the end of the summer and in the fall, and they're expecting a, a huge amount of sales on the secondary market. Right now, the housing market is absolutely bonkers. There's hardly any product in a huge demand. But uh, with these bills coming out, there's about to be a flood of 
houses anyway. Um, yeah. They probably won't kick you out. Now, Top Shot did do a drop today, and it was kind of interesting. So they had a general queue, and then they had a high collector score, a collector score. So you could get into a super early queue, the queue number one, and they were dropping 640 legendary packs. But you needed a high collector score to get in on that. And then a couple hours later, they had the priority number two, and they only dropped 320 packs. And then they opened it up to the general everybody else who had to just have a collector score. Like, it was very easy to achieve that collector score. Um, and there was 100 packs. So Interesting. That that was an interesting twist to itself, and it was... Uh, I don't think that that would go over as well. Uh, it sucked. I got in on all three and struck out on all three. It was $800 for the pack, but you were going to get a legendary playoff moment and then three uh, metallic gold uh, limited edition uh, series two. Um, and then uh, I think they also had a playoff playoff moment in there, but... You could have really made some. Uh, you would have done. No, no. Made your our money resident back. experts are are saying that uh, top shots is bottom shots now. It's garbage. They still. Do you disagree? It is not February, and but they're still having some quality sales. Uh, they're not having the volume that they used to, and they're still onboarding people. And guess what? It's another blockchain gang still in beta. It's not a game though. It's just a, it's just cards. Like yeah. they, they've promised a lot. Um, but like I feel like slowing of sales is like the spiral of death for NFTs. Like you have to keep the hype constant. Um, and I feel like they did it and they burned really quickly, really fast. They got a lot of celebrity endorsements. Like if they don't turn out something new, then I don't know. I I see other projects emerging that are gonna eat their lunch. Like it's just the dip that you end up buying there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I mean it's it's interesting. So you have if you're listening to us recorded, you missed the ability to register for the Oakland ultra rare library collection but to the people that did register good luck yeah did you, obviously did you register absolutely register yeah, re- register for them all right yeah yeah worst case is you get none which happens a I lot th- actually. i think it would be interesting i'm not saying that you do this because i register for them all um and like i go i think there's only been one that i was like man i don't know if i could get this because it was like one of the multi-thousand dollar ones. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. If I <laughs> I want it and I registered for it, and if I was in queue, I would like seriously consider getting it. But then I, I think it would be interesting if there was like a penalty. Like if you register and you don't redeem it, then like you get, uh, you know, like a 30-day war- like, uh, like penalty. Like you can't. But you can't participate in any of the Q events for 30 days or something. Ooh. That, right? that would be interesting, and that would speed up the Q. Uh, but 
so far they've gone pretty quick and it really hasn't uh worked its way down far along the list yeah again i feel like with the the strength of the economy and the thing i like about upland so far is it's been you know a year plus of slow steady sustainable growth um the projects that you know everyone's like oh my gosh they, they we've seen a couple flashes in the pans um and some potential momentum but they just haven't been able to convert uh, they they haven't had the infrastructure. They grew too fast, too quick. Uh, there was a ton of hype with not as much substance as they needed. Like, I feel like once Upland gets things, I mean, their UX is pretty, like, I know that there's, there's a lot of things lacking, but it's pretty smooth, like, comparatively to other non-app, web-based, like, you must hold this horizontal, my my freaking browser craps itself every time I try to do something like these, these other, you know, NFT projects, I just go, I'm okay for it to take a little bit longer. If my end result is going to be a much more superior project, like a product. Yeah, I agree with that. And as much as people wanted to see business development, um, they did expand quickly. So you're, expanding to more and more cities and now they're getting these partnership deals going on that you're having to probably do a lot of back-end things to get that incorporated into the game plus working on these portals they did announce that deal with crypto motors which is exciting in itself that we'll be able to see cars hopefully i don't know i won't even put a timeline on that one no, i wouldn't put it down i mean they they told us like i mean for the business developers like they specifically, it's on hold because of the partnership that's going on that will have a direct impact on the businesses. Now, I don't know if that just means that, again, like you mentioned, that has a direct impact because they're developing for them and not the businesses. Uh, but the way that they, they made it seem is that, like, this partnership is ultimately going to have, uh, you know, a good bit of influence on uh, the businesses in a positive way. I mean, can you imagine if you were able to offer branded, uh, I mean, no offense, I think we saw a preview of what could have potentially been the first round of for sale uh, emojis, right? These, <laughs> right? these emoji explorers. And it's just like, oh, okay. I mean, they did well. But, I mean, imagine a major brand launching and being able to sell block explorers for that being able to sell outdoor decor uh, related to that major brand. I mean, that could be huge. I mean, that would be a, to me, a potentially much more profitable business um, because of, you know, the branding that uh, Upland had secured. I, I mean, all you really need to do is get Nike to get on board and then they'll just release every single version of the Jordan and LeBron shoes as block explorers and people will collect the shit out of those and spend stupid amount of money, not <laughs> only for the initial release, but then let alone for the uh, secondary market. Oh man, that would be bonkers. And once once these people understand the... The set once these businesses understand what the blockchain has done for the secondary market and the ability to get these percentage of the sale on the secondary market, it's going to be insane. Right. That is 
I think that that is a key and hugely pivotal commerce aspect to these digital assets that no one realizes yet is the secondary sales, which is nearly impossible to track anywhere else on any other kind of digital or, you know, physical media, like as a reseller, like as the original seller, you get a, a profit, you get a, a margin off of every future sale. So if you continue to innovate your product and drive value, even towards the original uh, assets, you are going to profit directly off of that, which is bonkers when you start thinking of the world of collectibles, but then quickly extends out to really any sort of uh, digital asset. And that's the thing. And when you just say secondary market, it's not just that secondary sale. It's the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. And then as the value of that asset would increase, you know, your profit coming off of that sale increases. And that would have huge impacts on company valuation and stock prices. And it's we're we're still in the early stages. So once once they really get an understanding and uh and a foothold in the industry, it, it's going to be another gold rush. Yeah. I mean, I picture, I own, I don't know, hundreds of um, digital, like Apple TV. So I buy like all my movies on Apple TV, right? Like, can you imagine if all of those were NFTs and I could freely sell them like on the secondary market? And then the original publisher would still get a copy of like a cut, like they still get their percentages off of every future sale. But then to have a completely, you know, ability to liquidate your digital assets in a secure and meaningful way without, you know, worrying about, Oh, well, am I allowed to sell this? Like, no, here's a secure and, you know, um, certified way to resell all of your digital assets uh, and, you know, get, get money off of it. Like that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And again, then is if you're buying it on the secondary market, um, movies are an interesting one because a lot of the times we talk about appreciating assets um, such as art and collectibles and, and gaming uh, related items, but even like movies, like, so say you buy uh, the latest movie for 30 bucks, you watch it. Like, okay, so maybe you sell it, you know, for 20. Okay, so I can buy it, use it. It's an interesting idea of like, you know, you sell it for 20 to somebody and then they buy it. I guess I would always buy, would you always, would would you buy a used digital um, movie or would you buy it new if you had the option? Is if it's less than the original purchase price, I'd buy a used digital movie. Yeah. So let's say you go on to like iTunes, right? And it's like, you can buy this new directly from Apple for 30 bucks, or you can buy it from thank me later, secondary market for 20 bucks, 20 bucks. You know, what's weird is like, I think I would still feel weird about buying it used. I know it's so stupid and I'm in tech and I know that that's absolute nonsense. It's digital. Like your splooge is not on pages, sticking the pages together. You know, it's just digital and it transfers. So I know, but it's like, I 
think I would feel weird. Like, I know this is not, this makes no logical sense, but like somebody else already watched this movie. I don't want, like somebody already watched this file. I want a new one. <laughs> it's dirty. It's dirty. Yeah. It's so <laughs> dirty. Like, I don't want to watch this. I don't know who else watched this. Yeah. Poison. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, you're not wrong. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh. Um, also, if you did not, by the time you're probably listening to this, this is open for four weeks, but uh, on Friday, July 30th at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 11 a.m. Eastern. Nope. 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Eastern is it's time to start burning your upland cards. So there will be a total of 46,000 common cards that can be burned, and it will be live for four weeks after launch, or until the 460 burn opportunities are complete. And they're considering one burn opportunity as 100 common cards being burned. So when you burn the card you'll be able to receive a fully animated legendary or mythic rarity card. And uh, there will be 12 new card types in total, 10 legendary, two mythics. And the mythics contain an NFT block explorer that can be imported into the upland following the release of the portal. So wait, so you burn a hundred and then what, is there any guarantees or no? Um, you need to burn a hundred of any common rarity cards from the Upland Collectibles Blockchain Heroes Edition set in exchange for one of these amazing new cards. When burning your cards, you will have a chance to receive either a legendary or a even rare mythic. So it's either wow. a legendary or a mythic. So you got to give up a hundred of your common cards. Interesting. So are you going to do that? Absolutely. I don't know that I have a hundred that I want to burn. That's the hard thing. If I was smart like some of the other people that were buying it for half a wax when the packs first started opening, uh, it would have been great. Super jealous of those people. Yeah, they got it. Now, now there's only a limited number, right? Right. So 46,000 total. 46,000 total. So in order for that to sell out there, you need to burn 4.6 million. Right? Is that correct? Is that math? That Um, math should check out. Yeah, I wasn't following all that math, but basically you burn 100 commons. No, 46,000. If it costs, if it's 46,000 cards yep. and it costs 100 cards to mint one, it's 4.6 yes. million. So it's 460. No. Yeah. 460 cards? Yeah, 460 people can get a mint. Like a, yeah. What? How many cards are there? All right. Jesus. There's only 460 cards? No, there's more than 460 cards. So, what they're saying there... Oh my gosh. What, How many what, mythics and legends are there in total? How many cards are there? They did not say. So, oh, they didn't say? There's 460 burn opportunities available. So you need to be oh. one of the first 460 people to burn 100 common cards. So that's 46,000 cards. Yes. Not 460, by the way. Yeah. Don't ding, 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 you dizzy. Dizzy, you said 460. It's 46,000. I said 46,000. No, dizzy said... Anyway, oh. doesn't matter. So, 
Forty four hundred and sixty cards can be minted. So I mean, that doesn't feel like a lot. Forty six thousand cards. Yeah. TM probably has that alone. But he's got to be able to burn a hundred and then burn another hundred before the other people burn their hundred. So you could see. You could see more than 46,000 total common cards. They said they are targeting uh, 46,000 total common cards to be burned. But, you know, if if other people beat you to it, you might, you're probably going to see 55,000 cards actually burned with people not being able to get to 100. Oh, really? You think so? Yeah. Man. It just depends on who gets on it first thing. Uh, first thing. I, I feel like it would like you would bundle all a hundred together and then like put because you would never like that would suck if you're like okay I'm just gonna burn them here one at a time like throwing them into the fire and they're like okay we're all out and you're like I just burned ninety nine cards like what the hell? Yeah, I'm not really sure how the burn mechanism is going to work. No, for them. it's likely it's, it's like previous. I feel like it's been like a portal, and you select a hundred cards, and then you hit burn, and it's like you either have a hundred or you don't. Like it's not you don't just slowly burn them. It's a yeah, it's a dedicated portal. Okay, well that makes it easier, but then it makes it more difficult because people there are some people that dropped a lot on these, and uh, they're they can really make some uh, serious. Uh, Get some nice cards here. Well, I mean, what has that done to the price? Has anybody like has the price significantly moved in the like since the announcement? Like, I'm curious what that's done to the bottom price on those cards. I have not tracked that. We got any sleuths in the audience that have uh, been tracking uh, the floor price on the common cards uh, since the announcement? Comments have moved up. About a half a wax each. So what can I buy a common for right now? Anybody know? 4.5. So it costs me 450 wax about to make one of these cards. Interesting. What's 450 wax worth nowadays? 100 bucks? Um, I haven't looked at wax prices lately. What's the price of wax nowadays, boys? It's hopefully one of those people know quicker than me. Oh, 15 cents. Oh, okay. Okay, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Okay. Um, and then, did you see that there was a update push today? Yeah, you know what? Honestly, that's why I was a little distracted at the very beginning because I finally got it um, to work on my phone. I was playing around with it. I like the option. I really like the for sale USD. I can't tell you, especially with the restrictions on the number of properties that you can sell for USD. I'm like, I don't even remember which properties I have up for sale right. for that. Um, and so I love that. I, I, I like that it's a breakdown. I like that they're reinforcing neighborhoods. Um, I think it's some really uh, positive changes. Um, I do 90% of my upland activities on my phone 
Um, I haven't tried it in app. I just went to the browser because I think I need to download a newer version. And yeah, you do have to update uh, the version of your game. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm playing in the web app and I mean, it's pretty cool. I like that. Are there other features? Now I'm like, did they, like when they announced it, and, I, and I'm bad because I haven't read the, the announcement, like did it have all that in there? Sometimes I like when games, like they there's always like hidden like features in a, like I like when they do a hidden feature. I have not seen a hidden feature, but I do. I was really hoping that they would have something to get rid of the chips. I'm just like, yeah, maybe. Let's no, get rid of the chips. But you can Come set. On. You can set offer limits for the properties and it can be a percentage and you can have it calculated off of the, uh, either the last purchase price or the calculated on the asking price. Oh, Um, really? Where do you do that at? In the app. Offers. Oh, Ooh, this is set for this property set for all. Yeah. So you can either do it for individual or you can just blanket all your properties. So if you have a large portfolio and you're good with the, with the range, you can just set it and forget it. Gotcha. Now it's interesting because a hundred percent means user won't be able to make an offer at the price below your last purchase price. Oh, wait, wait, this setting sets a minimum threshold relative. So it's not your, it's not what you're offering to sell it for either, by the way. Right. So, uh, and you can set it higher. Okay. So it's really, so this is setting a percentage for literally offers. So not something like, let's say I put it up for a hundred thousand, but I, I will accept 70, right? So I wouldn't set 70% here because then it's going to be 70% of whatever I paid for. <laughs> right. But I can say on average, you know, I don't want anything less than 400% for my properties because I'm a new player and I don't understand how this game works. Um, and I just bought a new property in Cleveland and it's definitely worth 400% markup. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah, and God, the property filters is such a lifesaver now that you can just look at city or neighborhood or if... Kids today will never know. No. Now, what's interesting is you can... Has anyone tested this offer threshold down to 0%? I have not. Huh, okay. And then the other big thing is under the FSA is... So the FSA label will stay on the property after your first purchase from Upland. But the bigger thing is, is FSA properties will carry a six-month cooldown, six months, before they can be put up for sale for USD. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, that's not what they're designed for. The FSA properties aren't designed for people to cash out. It's designed to teach you how to play the game. But six months? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. I mean, that's that's worse than the 30 days for just putting the property up for fiat. Yeah, but again, it's fiat out. Like, you're an FSA buyer. Like, you shouldn't be buying FSA properties to try and fiat out. That's That's not the intent of the game. So I'm okay with them putting in 
mechanics to keep the game like on track. Like you shouldn't be buying FSA to sell for fiat. There's plenty of other properties. Go buy those other properties and sell that for fiat. That's fine. FSA properties are for new players trying to get a hold of the game, trying to get a couple properties to build their portfolio up. It's not for greedy a-holes who just want to buy some cheap properties and try and flip them for cash. Like that's not the idea. Like, but that's not you, that's not true ownership. It's a game. Like, if you want true ownership, go buy stock on the Nasdaq. Like, this is a game. You're playing a game. Like, let's let's go. Hashtag it's just a game. <laughs> right, we're gonna go back to it's just a game. I mean, but it is. It is a game. And if you want. If you want to buy cheap and sell for for USD, go buy in the secondary market. Go buy non-FSA. You can do that. However, the purpose of FSA is to help onboard new users and get them a feel for the game before a bunch of greedy whales screws it up for them. So I'm happy that they put things in place to keep the spirit of FSA alive. But the FSA buyer, I mean, they can only sell two a week. Yep. Why, why can't they get a little bit back in their pocket? What are you talking about? You don't get anything back in your pocket. You're still scrubbing the floors. We'll let you know when you can get paid. Man, so this is the TML dictatorship. Yeah. With a capital dick. <laughs> Hey, too stupid. I know somebody down at the uh, NAACP. We can um, file something for you. Awesome. I love it. What? <laughs> what just happened? Who let Lowe's unmute? <laughs> you're you're going to charge us, baby. You're going to charge us. Bring it. <laughs> Bring it now. Bring it. I was just pushing your buttons there. No, I, hashtag I, I, hashtag cancel TML. Laka, 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 laka. Man, you could do. You could be a backup singer for uh, Outcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Close adds zero. Thanks. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, moving on. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to push your buttons on that. I do like the update that, you know, you're, you're keeping the economy stable and you're not able to flip it right out. So I just wanted to kind of spin you up there a little. Oh no, I, I figured I, I ain't fussed. And then, uh, one last thing we have the Upland games coming up and they're starting on, uh, Friday, July 30th. At 9 a.m. Pacific time. A lot of stuff's happening Friday, July 30th at 9 a.m. Oh, yeah. So there's two competitions. And one of them is the minting. So players that mint the most properties over the weekend. And then they also have the people that complete the most collections over the weekend. 
Now, they did increase it to the top 70 players in each tier. So you'll have much more opportunity to win prizes in the events. So you definitely want to miss out. And you get Upex and Spark. So it's going to be pretty- Yeah, I mean, I would definitely try to participate. I mean, top 70... I mean, there's a couple brackets. I mean, it's worth putting in a little bit of effort. Again, the spark is infinite, like potentially infinite upex, right? Like it it helps you unlock a. I guess infinite's a bad, better continuous supply of upex. Like it is a continuous supply of, of upex and potential uh, value. So I would be gobbling up every little fraction I could. Yeah, and you got the... Uh, oh, wait. I got to be in the top, what? Seven? Eight, nine, ten? I got to be top 70. ten? Uh, yeah, you do have to be top... What is that? Ten... No, that's top 20. Oh, top 20 gets a uh, spark? Oh, okay. I mean, I'm glad. For the record, I'm glad that it's a, it's a smaller section getting spark because you don't want the spark pool to get diluted. But, okay, that might be hard. Yeah, and it, and it should be fun. But the minting challenges, I, I don't know about the minting challenges, though. Because that always puts a uh, a pressure on the supply that's out there. I mean, you thought they'd learn their lessons after us forcing them to have to open up all these cities because they gave us these minting challenges. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a minting game. That's that's what people do is they mint. So minting challenges seem kind of par for the course, honestly. They're not my favorite anymore, but... No, it's just how quick can you go through your stockpile? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think if you knew that you were going to stock up, then it's a great opportunity to do that, yeah. Yeah. So we covered a lot today. A lot of stuff happened today. Busy, busy, busy day. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, there's a lot of good momentum, feature cities. Um, I, I really like the, the new stuff. Very, very happy to see it. It's, it's, to me, it's pointing all in the right direction. I'm curious right now. So I set one of my properties to 0% um, UPEX, so on the, like, here your offers. Just because I'm curious, I okay, so here, uh, somebody sent me an offer on it. I'm, I'm waiting for it to actually come through and see what registers. What are your feelings on that? What are your feelings on somebody being able to, say, set all of their offers to 0%, so somebody could offer one upex on it in the event that you are trying to um, either liquidate uh, your properties or you're doing like some sort of multi-property trading, which we know always gets complicated, or you're running a contest um, and you're trying to give away a property. I mean, this to me is, if it works, and I probably should have picked a property that I would be willing to accept one upex for because I'm not going to accept, oh, who is it? Oh, it's Franklin. I trust Franklin. <laughs> now, 
that is the interesting thing because you're always trying to make a make a deal work with properties and you still can't and that that's something that they're going to have to figure out is how you're going to be able to do a two for one or a three for one where it's not abused by people just using multi accounts to buy cheap stuff and shift it all into one account. So I, I do like the ability to go to 0% for one UPEX just so you can balance it out. You know, if you're trying to balance out up square or you're trying to balance out, um, anything in particular. So wait, so are you, are you pro this? I almost feel like this is a potential bug. Like, it can, it can be abused, but it, and, right. And unfortunately so I it's that to Frank. I just accepted Frank. So we'll see. Because I mean, he's. It was funny because uh, it's like uh, you get point nine five upx. <laughs> so, oh, now my balance is all weird and off. Damn it! <laughs> and point nine five upx. Um, oh yeah, no, I know Frank. Um, so that's really interesting because to me, that's a huge game changer. Like again, I can now run contests without somebody be like, oh, I don't. You know, you have to pay 200, whatever, like, or again, if you, if you do one of those infamous off market sales, which there's a lot of really good, like, uh, brokers out there, uh, for, for high, especially high value fiat property. So that's the other thing to keep in mind is, uh, regardless of what you see on like the actual chain, know that there is a lot of things going on, um, off the chain as well. Um, I, I mean, it's never really been formally addressed by the Upland team, but it, as far as I'm aware, is not, it should not be a bannable offense. Um, but again, we aren't to the Upland team, can't speak for them. Um, so, you know, do so at your own risk as well, because obviously that comes with its own risk. But um, I think having this ability to set it to zero, I mean, that. It's an interesting, interesting option, I think. And again, contests, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that that opens it up for that. It also opens it up for abuse. But I think, you know, for the off-chain <laughs> deals of, you know, say you say you sell a property for $1,000, $2,000 off-chain. I mean, are you really going to transfer it for one OPEX? Because now your net value it has that disparity there. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I guess it just depends on if you care about them. <laughs> well, and then it also, if somebody you're looking to sell it again now, after you purchase it, they're like, bro, you bought it for one UPEX. Like what's up? Yeah. But everyone can figure out what the, I don't care what somebody bought it for. I mean, the original mint price, you should never evaluate what you're going to buy a property on. In my opinion, you should never evaluate how much you're going to spend on a property from what somebody paid for a property. If you're going to evaluate it from a pricing perspective, always evaluate it off of the initial mint and then the other factors that add value um, independent of that being collections, uh, name, uh, the actual area. Like, I don't care what somebody else paid for it on the chain. That, that has no impact on future or, or you know, values. Um, now that be, I guess that being said, I guess you could say overall, like the neighborhood, or uh, let's say Kitty Island is probably a, probably the <laughs> most prominent example, right? I sold one of those properties for five hundred dollars. I sold another one 
for 10,000. Its neighbor sold for 10,000. Um, to me, this is an example of why I wouldn't piece it off of what the person paid for it. But I go, I what's the true value of a Kitty Island property right now? I mean, if you look at what you paid last for it, it's about 10 grand. Um, I think in reality, it's probably closer to one, 1,000, but oh yeah, $10,000, Dr. Nobody. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Kitty Island. Kitty Island. Yeah, and I, you're mad. I sold one of them for 500 bucks. But then I sold one for 10,000, so I'm I'm overall happy. Yeah, that that was a pretty awesome sale there, so. It will be interesting to see how these changes do play out. Uh, we do have a couple of spots left in the fantasy football league, the Upland Fantasy Football League. I do owe a couple of people invites. I did not forget about you. It's just been a little busy. Um, send me your email, TM, and I'll get you in. Oh, I got your email. Never mind. I'll send it to you. Uh, other than you know that, what's interesting is now I'm trying to make an offer back. Uh, Lois, did you change the, the offer? Because I'm trying to buy it back, and now it's like your offer is too low. Did, did you just get Lois and Franklin confused with each other? Lois Montana. Yes, I did. <laughs> I was like looking at Lois's image. That's why. But it's Franklin. Sorry, Franklin. Uh, thank you. Totally messed that up. Uh, yeah, Franklin is the cool one. <laughs> Lois is the interrupting orange of the channel. Yeah, no, I know. And they're also buddies. So, like, Lois and Franklin are kind of like a package deal. Gotcha. Kind of like we're a package deal. Um, I don't want to talk about your package. Let's move on. You always got to turn it to that, don't you? Hey, you always got to turn over. That's what I got to work with. <laughs> All right. So hopefully <laughs> everybody enjoyed the episode. Make sure you oh, follow boy. us on Twitter at Upex Podcast. And we look forward to talking with everybody next week. And make sure you check out uh, TD and BDAG coming up early next week. Until then, everybody be safe and have fun. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in